What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I am your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting around with your friends talking sports, life, entertainment, and everything in between. Jordan, how are we doing this Sunday, fam? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a clever answer like usual. I'm just tired. I don't know if any of your answers are ever clever on this here podcast. They're pretty good. Not bad, not bad. It is good to be back, brother. Had it to take was. a week off. Had a little bit of the, the old crud. I say somebody had to be sick. I'm not saying who, but... Hey, trust me, I did definitely did not choose it at all. But we are back. What's going on, everybody? Right now, just take a second. Hop on over on the Facebook page. Like our Facebook. Review it wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. And we're about to hop into a brand new episode. We're going to start it off a little different today. Are we doing Hall of Famer Naw first? We're going to start with a little Hall of Famer Naw. And I promised y'all about three weeks ago that we would have a special edition of Hall of Famer Naw. So I cooked something up. Just an idea hit me. I'm very very curious about this. We talk a lot on Hall of Famer Naw about do rings make the difference. In particular sports, we think rings make the difference, you know, maybe a little more in the NBA than they do in the MLB versus NFL. You know, we talk about it. Well, I said, why don't we just eliminate the old variable there? And let's talk about five people who currently have at least a ring on their finger. Okay. From their respective sports. Okay. I'll set it up here. If you don't know, if this is your first time, let me take you through it. Hall of Fame or nah is a Bash Brothers segment here where one of the Bash Brothers brings five names from the respective sports that we follow, being basketball, baseball, and football. The other Bash Brother has not heard or seen these names. We will simply list the name, list off their kind of repertoire that they've gone through in their career, and based on maybe one game or a million, we'll say if they belong in the Hall of Fame or nah. Okay. We okay. got to we got to start here cuz this was in the news, right? We tweeted about it when it happened. And we actually got a really good take. I can't remember the, the the person's name, but somebody tweeted at us and they had a very strong opinion on this. So, famed Patriot wide receiver Julian Edelman, former quarterback, okay. D2 quarterback, okay. has retired from the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to say it, great career. Like let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. Dude had a great career, played behind one Thomas Brady, I mean, you, you asked the question, you know, oh, uh, a couple weeks back when we were talking about Brady, would Edelman have rings without Brady? Would Mike Evan have ring, wing, rings without, would he have wings without Brady? Who knows? So, I mean, let's talk here. The man's got 620 receptions lifetime, almost 7,000 total yards, 36 touchdowns, three Super Bowl rings. I posed the question to you and to the audience, Hall of Fame or not? Oh, how many years was Edelman in the league? Did you just say that? And I, completely I didn't, out. but I think 11 seasons. I think. 11 seasons. 11 seasons. I got to go with a big, fat no for Julian Edelman. It's not a big, fat no. I'm going to be completely clear there. I don't think that Julian Edelman just didn't have a straight-up Hall of Fame career. But I think Julian Edelman, uh, I'm going to come up with one of my clever, clever titles here. Here is we a go. Perennial middleman. And by the way, I mean that he's not a – he was never, to me, a star – receiver i guess you could say like julio jones or aj green or antonio brown in his prime he was a slot receiver who was there he was very consistent in his gameplay but to me he just never made like a huge uh what do you say i'm not gonna impact. say impact i'm not gonna say impact because he namesake he, he, he was he wasn't a brand he, right, he right. is a brand and he has a brand but i see what you're saying because i mean he did yeah. commercials you know yeah I mean? yeah he just he wasn't at the forefront of that team, and I right. I think he was very consistent. Nobody was going to list him on like a top ten receivers of all time 
or, or even like current players. Exactly, exactly. And even I, if he deserved to be so, he got overlooked. I guess. Right, and I, I can honestly say I don't think he wins those rings without Brady. Granted, I'm not saying he's never going to win a ring without Brady. I think he could have got on a team with a good quarterback and won a ring at some point. And I'm, but those rings he got were almost purely Tom Brady. So I think you take the rings out of this. What was his, you know, standing on the field? And I just don't think he has the stats to back up a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I brought up earlier somebody tweeted us a take, and I even tweeted back at him. I was like, that's a great take. Like, they came with facts and stuff. And one thing that they brought up, which, you know, we don't, I don't think we necessarily base our arguments on, is they looked at who's currently in the Hall of Fame at his position and who got left out at his position or who has been left out so far and said, he does not stack up to these gentlemen, therefore he's not Hall of Fame. Personally, that's not how I judge it. This is Hall of Famer nah. You're asking me or I'm asking you, in your opinion, does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Right. Right. So you have a level that you set. And the individual who's listening to this, you know what I'm saying, the listener right now, you have your own bar. Um, you know, I think there there was a lot to be said because this, this has been a, an argument going on and does Edelman <clears throat> belong in the Hall of Fame? He's had some massive catches. That yeah, catch in the 28-3 yeah, yeah. comeback. And, I will I mean, agree with that. You could almost argue that, I mean, they don't win the game without that catch. One that's, of the best catches, true. you know, you're going to see that in highlight reels for years to come. I, absolutely decorated career. Great guy, seems to be on and off the field. Obviously, his link with Brady was very strong. That has now kind of been replaced by him and Gronk. Brady and Gronk is now the, has will will forego and continue that. Yep. Um, I got to agree with you, though. I got to say or not. Incredible career. If it will not surprise me if he makes it. He has been a right, perennial right, right. underdog his whole life. Yeah. I mean, you, you go to D2 to be go, you know, the quarterback route to come out. He's undersized. He's underweight. He's honestly had an incredible career. Yeah. Like, I there, agree. nobody's going to disagree there. But I, I got to agree with you now for the reasons listed. I got to go or nah. So we were talking, you know, earlier about different players and different things going on just because we, we got to take a look around the league here in a second. And we mentioned a, a, a certain pitcher for the Astros. I'm setting you up here. Dunk the ball. Mr. Verlander? That is correct. Justin Verlander. Just, Justin Verlander. Obviously, uh, Cy Young winner. He is. He has a World Series, just a ring, I believe. Just one ring. One ring, one ring. with the Strohs. Um, he obviously is. He did not take part. He's not up there. Banging, well, he might have been banging on trash cans. He was not taking signs at the plate, mm-hmm. but he obviously will forever be kind of shadowed in that trash can sports legacy that they have created for themselves. Right? Does Mister Verlander belong in the Hall of Fame or not? This one, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this here. Justin Verlander is easily one of my favorite pitchers of all time. If you ever watch John Boy, he has a video of Justin Verlander. I believe back when he played for the Tigers, he throws. Three in a row, what Mr. John Boy calls FU fastballs. Okay. They are 100-plus mile-an-hour fastballs down the middle, and this was like in the eighth inning of a game. Just, so like, saying, just saying you can't hit this, basically. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Justin Verlander, just to give you a little bit of uh, background on the resume here, two-time NL, or, sorry, two-time AL Cy Young winner, AL Rookie of the Year winner, triple crown winner, which I believe for a pitcher is when you lead in – I think it's strikeouts, ERA, and maybe walks per nine. I'm not 100 percent sure on right. that, but it's this different. man coming at y'all with facts. Yeah. Three-time MLB wins leader and a part of the 3,000 strikeout club. Dude's a G, and obviously you had the ring to Come that on mix. Now. 
I got to go with no. I think. Whoa. I, here's why. Oh, my God. Justin Verlander is 100% a Hall of Fame pitcher. No doubt about that. I think his career, though, will be poisoned by that cheating scandal for the Strohs. I don't know that for sure. I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping I'm wrong. But we see it all the time, right? Generally, players in the MLB, Dang. if you get one PED hit, your Hall of Fame hopes are over. Yeah. I think this this Strohs team right now is going to be forever haunted by this cheating scandal. And I think Justin Verlander has gotten caught up in it. I hope I'm wrong. I Trust me, I hope I'm wrong. I think this dude is easily a Hall of Fame candidate. Easily one of the best pitchers we've ever seen in MLB history. But I got to say no because of that. What a ride you just took us on. Because I'm going to be honest, when you said no, nah, I was like, this dude's crazy. But that was an incredibly well thought out take. I, I respect that opinion a lot. Man, that's that's it. That is, see, that's what I'm saying. That's a light that is shed on something that you really got to think about. You know, because we t- we've talked to Pete Rose before, hundred percent, but deserves it. But yeah. you know, because of the scandals that he had taken place in or or been a part of, he obviously has been left out. I do not think that Verlander's involvement will keep him out, and I use the involvement lightly, like we just kind of alluded to. He was obviously not up there batting very often, and he's not. You know, we don't know his involvement, right? So we don't know what we don't know. There's an old Bash Brother saying coming back for you. <laughs> I got to go, Hall, for all the reasons listed, and I will side on the air of caution saying that that will not keep him out. Um, I think in years to come we will learn as hitting coaches and pitching coaches and players leave and talk. You know, we know we learn a lot about different things from that, right? Right. I mean, it could be 20 years from now, books get written and they, you know, somebody does a tell-all. I, I think Verlander's going to be just fine, and I'm going to place Justin Verlander in the in the old Hall of Fame. Let's hope so. I hope you're right. I mean, well, I know you do. I know you look up to him. Incredible pitcher, like you said. The resume speaks for itself. It's, it's, it is, without a doubt, a Hall of Fame resume for a pitcher. Oh, 100%. There's no doubt about it. All right, so let's jump on to basketball over here. A controversial player, to say the least, mm-hmm. but a dang good one. It's tough that you got to separate feelings from fact here, right? I'm looking at Mr. Draymond Green. Ooh, Draymond the Green. The old Golden State Warrior. If I just run it down for you, three-time NBA champion. Obviously, this is ring edition. He's got one. He's actually got three. Five-time all-defense in the NBA. Two-time all-NBA. Three-time all-star. Defensive player of the year. Self-proclaimed Best defensive player, Mr. Draymond Green. Is he Hall of Famer or not? That is a tough one, too. It is, which I I will say. These are all tough. I think think the only thing that may keep Draymond out of the Hall of Fame is some of his, I will say, antics on the court. He's obviously very aggressive to. We've seen him aggressive to his own teammates, obviously, that uh, I think a video came out. Earlier that him and KD thing. I think KD was discussing it, or Draymond was discussing it one. They were talking about it again, but. I mean, other than that, though, like the the dude's defensive career and the dude's NBA championships, like he's to me easily a Hall of Famer on the resume. He can knock down some shots too. Yeah. He's not just a defensive yeah, player. Just, I've watched the Dagum Clippers play Warriors enough. We went on like a zero and twelve streak against them during that's, that period. That's pretty bad. That's you really need to pick bad. a new team. No, <laughs> but no I, yeah, I mean Draymond just an all around good player. I mean his is like I said, resume speaks for itself. All all NBA uh, team, NBA defensive player of the year. I gotta go Hoff. I think I think he makes it in. 
I'm in complete agreement. I would even go as far as so, so basketball is an interesting sport as in the antics, right? I think the antics of basketball, you obviously get that reputation, but that also builds people's legacies. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People still talk about like Michael Jordan. You you've now watched The Last Dance. Right. If you haven't, here's a little snippet. Created things that did not even exist to drive him to levels that he could not reach maybe on his own. That's true, yeah. Like, you look at some of the great trash talkers, that gives them the edge that they need. You know, for a long time, Blake Griffin, all-star, you know, he obviously doesn't have a ring, and he's now picking his career back up with Brooklyn. Maybe he gets one, maybe he doesn't. But, like, people, he, he had a reputation for being soft. Mm-hmm. That you could say something to him or push him around a little bit, and he would crack under the pressure. Draymond, is he's like Pat Pat. Pat Beverly on the Clippers. He's one of those dudes that if he's on your team, you love him. If he's against you at all, you can't stand him because yep. he's that enforcer. He does it with his mouth. He does it with his, with his play, and I'm with you. He's Hall of Fame. I I, I, I think so. As I, as I think about it, I believe that those antics even make him a better player. Maybe dialing back a little bit, a lot of technical fouls for a career there. He's probably on a top 10 list or top 25 list for that already. But uh, I got to go for now. I got to say Mr. Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean, I think you can make an almost an argument for the Warriors might not have won some of the championships without him. I mean, he's, oh, no he's doubt. been, he's been sure. very heavy in that Warriors 100%, team. So. 100%. Let's stay in the NBA and let's jump to the aforementioned Los Angeles Clippers. I think this is the easiest one on today's list. This is just my this is my my opinion. The claw, Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Oh, half. Facts. He is a... <laughs> uh, He's a, he's a multiple-time NBA champion. I believe he has two, one with the Raptors, one with the Spurs. He might have won two with the Spurs, so he might have three. Uh, did he win MVP with the Raptors? He did. He did. Okay, he did. Yeah, yeah. No, yes, no, he won MVP with okay. the Raptors, I believe. Um, and, uh, yes, he did. He did win MVP with the Raptors. He also won MVP with the Spurs. He was finals okay. MVP with the Spurs. Um, did he win a rookie of the year, or am I'm I not, making that up? I'm not sure about that. Okay. He, I, he very well could have. But, obviously, now – He's the leader of the Clippers, him right. and Paul George. Is he Hall of Fame or not? I mean, yeah, he's Hall of Fame. I mean, I think his trophy cabinet's heavy enough where and not yeah. just championships, I'm talking about like just in general. Um He checks off the multiple ring box, yeah. he checks off the individual trophy box. I mean, dude's a killer. I mean, like he he goes out every day and he just performs. I mean, like I don't see any world where Kawhi Leonard's not in the Hall of Fame at the end of his career. Yeah, I agree. I believe he's a Hall of Famer. I would like to see him get that MVP, like season MVP. Like, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron has multiple, you know, Steph, KD, you know, I, Russell. I would like to see him get that definitive MVP. But playing, you know, having a super, like, you look at Paul George last, like, 10 games, he's averaging, like, 32 points. Playing side-by-side side against that. Yeah. And uh, I think Paul George is the better long-range shooter. I don't know if better's the word, but that's kind of his role on the team. Um, I, like I said, I'd like to see Kawhi get that MVP, but like you said, he checks all the boxes. Yeah, which he's, I mean, right now he's it's gonna be hard to get an MVP in the in the West. Oh, it the is. West is absolutely stacked. It is. And, and it, here's the thing: if you bring the Clippers home an NBA championship, even mm-hmm. a Western Conference Finals berth, they've never been to the Western Conference Finals. Right. They've never won a title. You do that. You will you you could moonwalk into the Hall of Fame yeah. as I believe you already are a Hall of Famer. I'd like to see you bring bring the obviously I'd like to see you bring, bring the Clippers a ring. That would be incredible for me personally as a Clippers fan. But bring home an MVP, have an MVP season. 
he's been compared to like the closest thing of Michael since Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have that take. I'm not saying I agree or disagree there, but I mean, yes, I, I got to say, uh, as of now and probably for eternity, Kawhi Leonard should be in the Hall of Fame. Final person here I want to talk about. Let's jump back over to baseball. I feel like we just run through the Dodgers lineup a lot. I, mean, I feel like we just do that. You got to. They're dominant. Especially now. They added even more pieces in the offseason. I'm talking the, the MVP World Series winner, Mr. Cody Bellinger. Cody B. If you watch any kind of MLB The Show <laughs> yeah, stream, exactly, you yes. I was thinking it, well, but yeah, yeah. All right, so Cody B. Cody B's got a heavy career already in his early. Dude's only 25 years old. But, I mean, two-time All-Star, World Series champion. Um, NL MVP, NL Rookie of the Year. I mean, dude, stacked. I mean, overall, <clears throat> I think Cody B will definitely be a Hoff by the end of his career. This is not his first World Series. Or it's not his last World Series victory. I mean, and the dude will probably add more to that trophy case. He's even hit for the cycle. There's very few players in MLB history That's that can true. say they've hit for the cycle. That's I can very, tell you I've never done it. I've never done it either. Major leagues. That's very difficult. But, I mean, <clears throat> stats backed up so far, he's – Career hitter, 274, has over 100 home runs already. Short career for him. Plus, he's just a very versatile utility-type player. He can play first base. He can play anywhere in the outfield. I mean, throw Cody B in the hall for me. I got to agree. Like like we say when we started up, one game or a million games, like you said, the dude's very young. He's got a very young career. The trophy case is already very heavy. He's already got a ring. Probably going to get more, let's yep. be honest. We both have predicted the Dodgers winning the World Series. We both predicted them playing the It's about the, the only prediction that's holding that's up right say. now. <laughs> it's not looking too good there. We'll have to go over that in a second. But, but yeah, I mean, every criteria, every box is checked there. He's already got the MVP. I mean, you mentioned he hit with for the cycle, rookie of the year. You got a World Series ring. You're probably going to get more. I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't say the man belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, All right, go. pal, next week it's on you. Oh, I Maybe you. it's a special edition. Maybe you've been thinking about it a while. You know, figure skating. Uh, no, I I know. Is it? I don't even know a figure skater. Well, you better I, come ready. Is all I got to say. I don't. I'm just going. If their name sounds cool, Hoff. If not, I mean, who really knows? Well, however you. That's your argument. You got to come up with it. It might be. All right, let's take a look around the league here. We're going to jump over to some baseball. Um. If you listen to our preseason and prediction show, you know where we stand. We picked all the winners of the divisions. We picked trophies. We we, we kind of handed out all the hardware here. And uh, let's see, how can I put this bluntly? Uh, as of now, our picks suck. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Uh, our World Series winner, the Los Angeles Dodgers, we're in agreement there, are balling. They're doing oh, what absolutely. the Dodgers do. Yep. Is, there any, is there anything that needs to be thrown over there? No, I mean, other than the Giants playing very well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's about it. Both teams 6-4 and four in their last 10, so, I mean, there is something to be said there. I'm with you. Um, let's jump. Okay, we got to talk New York, okay? We both have the Dodgers playing New York in the World Series, and the New York Yankees are playing very bad. Very bad. Is there any other way to put it? They're playing very bad baseball. Hitting's just been slumping. I don't think their pitching's necessarily been where they thought it would be. I mean, well, they, who did they get thrashed by the other night? I told you, it was it the Blue Jays? No, the, the Rays. Yeah, was the Tampa Rays. Bay yeah. beat them like twice, two, two nights in a row by yeah. like multiple, almost double digits. Absolutely got thrashed. I mean, granted, still early in the season. You know, we're doing this week by right. week. Right, take but, all this with a grain of salt. And I mean, as of this point, they're still only three games back in the in the ALE. So they could easily make That's a comeback crazy. by the end That's of the season. That's the crazy part right there. But Again, right now, the Yankees are going to have to put something together because it is not looking too good for the Yankees. Also, Baltimore has turned into Baltimore. 
Like yes. We kind of so two weeks ago, we did a look around the league. We were giving mad props to Baltimore. You still got to give mad props to them. Oh, for I mean, sure, they, for you sure. know, they're out here doing their best. Both teams are trying very hard. Very hard. Name the movie. Oh gosh! Come well, on now. Why, why did you tell me that? Okay, oh, I'm just. We can't. We can't sit here all day. It's the longest yard. That's you right. You really should. You're disappointing yourself. I know. Year. I'm so disappointed. But yes, now Baltimore is kind of what we expected. They're at the bottom of the division. Uh, Kansas City balling. Our Chicago White Sox pick looks pretty good. They're they're in there. I mean, there's two right as of right now. I'd say there's two teams in the AL Central that are in contingent to win it, and that would be Kansas City and Chicago. So exactly. I'm cool with that. So so you know, ball out, ball out. Looking at our own division with the Braves, the National League East, the tightest division in the right now. And Grant, I think the the National League East is the most competitive division all the way around. The Braves are only half game back, which they're losing to Arizona right now. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, currently down three nothing to Arizona. But I mean, to be honest, the Mets have been the most disappointing team to me because of everything they put in their team this year. They're they're leading the division right now. Now, don't get it twisted, but their hitting has gone. Absolutely by the wayside. I feel so bad for Jacob DeGrom like I do for Ronald Acuna because they're yeah. the, it's like they're the only two on the teams that are try on their respective team that are trying. So. Yeah, so you mentioned Ronald. Uh, he gets hurt. He's out for about a week. He comes back. He's now batting under 400. I think he got hit by a pitch at his first his bat today. <laughs> Still we batting that, 393. <laughs> I was going to say, we say that like it's a bad thing. He's batting under 400. Honestly, dude was having – you know, one of the greatest season starts in Braves history and, you know, up there with Major League Baseball history. Hopefully he continues that, comes back. You know, he's back now. Hopefully he's healthy and everything's rocking there. All right, I want to mention something that happened last night, okay? So, uh, Tatis Jr. returns after being out since, like, the first week of baseball. The man, the myth, and the legend. The, the man, the myth, the legend. The cover boy, if you will. And he, two nights ago, so Friday night, Two home runs. Yep. Last night. Hits his first home run. They're playing the Dodgers. Trevor Bauer, it was uh, put into the press that he pitched a spring training game with one eye against the Padres. Tatis goes yard. He rounds first base, looks at his dugout, covers one eye as a kind of, you know, thumb in the nose, nanny nanny boo boo to Trevor Bauer. He then hits another home run off Trevor Bauer. Granted, this is four home runs in about 24 hours for this young man. Very true. It's pretty solid. You know, I, I got him as my uh, did, MVP did, pick. Did you see the pitch he hit that last home run? Yes. Off? Okay. It was about six inches outside the zone. Did you see where Did you see where they're, they're, ta- they're saying he might have been stealing signs? No. Okay, so that... let's dive into this. Okay, so tangent. We'll get back to where we were. So we watched Fuzzy. You watched Fuzzy, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On his channel, More Fuzzy. I saw this last night. It's like a 30-second clip. So... He he's, sta- he's standing at the plate, and right as Bauer comes to, to 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 begin the pitch, you see Tatis look down. The catcher looks, recognizes what's happening, and looks up at to to kind of notice oh, like, notice oh, that. I see you. Now I'm not saying this is what happened. Right. I'm saying this is what it looks like because it does look like this. And what you the what you just mentioned, this pitch is like six inches outside. He steps into it. He hangs it and he Which, crushes it. I will say, though, Trevor Bauer all night, like especially that Tatis, that second Tatis at bat, was consistently going outside. Right, like he every was. every time. He and was. at some point, you got to be like, okay. But he literally hit the spot the catcher was wanting him to hit. And yeah. Tatis oh. also hit the spot he was wanting to hit on the baseball. You never know. I mean, hopefully that's not it. Tatis is a really good hitter anyway. Right. Like I said, Bauer started to become predictable, I feel like, especially right. laying that at bat. But right. you never know. I mean, I, right. So, so, side tangent. But let's continue. Here we go. So, Tatis hits the second home run. 
after he hits the plate, he does the McGregor strut. The people are the, the dugouts going crazy. They're also doing it. You expect in this moment for Trevor Bauer to be uh, unhappy with Tatis. Trevor Bauer's in his post game press conference. They ask, "How do you feel about that?" I don't have the exact quote. I'm paraphrasing here. Trevor Bauer probably made a hundred thousand new fans last night and says, "That's awesome." That's the way it should happen. It's tough to hit here in the big leagues. You hit a home run, let alone two off of a pitcher. You have fun and ball out. He said, hitting, and I loved this part. He ended it by saying, if you were to retaliate because of that and hit somebody or throw at a guy, that's soft. And I, I completely agree. What he's doing, what Ronald's doing, there are others in the league doing it. It is fun. It makes baseball fun to watch. Listen, yeah. let me tell you something, Major League Baseball. The sport if you're not a massive baseball fan, it's boring. It is. A nine-inning yeah. game is it's tough long. to watch day in and day out, okay? That stuff makes people become fans. Kids see that. They emulate it in their backyard with their parents, throwing them t-ball. Like These are things that's how you create lifelong memories, lifelong fans. I love that. I got a lot of respect for Trevor yeah. Bauer coming out and saying that, what you think. And I will say, there is a fine line between celebrating and disrespecting. Oh, 100%. And now what Tatis did last night. He's getting night close. Was, I'll I, say don't, that. I don't think he was getting close because Bauer openly admitted that's true. that okay. he, he pitched one eye. So that's, that's just a retaliation. Okay, now, I'm granted, with you. I, I stand corrected. I, I agree. You're and right. granted, he did not do anything specific to Trevor Bauer. If you're around first and you're yelling at the pitcher, right. that's Call disrespectful. Yes. The pitcher has the. In their right, the next at bat to absolutely bean you as hard as they want yeah. to. Get ready for it. Tatis looking at his teammates, yelling, celebrating. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Just keep going again. I agree. I'm in complete agreement. I love that. So honestly, right now, I think baseball is, I want to say, kinda going the way we predicted. But yeah. honestly, our predictions aren't look. Our Dodgers prediction looks great. Which, let's be honest, somebody who's never watched baseball probably would have predicted them to go deep and heavy. I think. I think the only. The Yankees is definitely not going the way we thought. Oh, not at all. The Astros is definitely not going the way we thought. Nope. But I think I did predict the A's to go the wild card, so I will take yeah. it. That's How's your enough. brew crew prediction look? Oh, they are in the first place in the NL Central. That's a good one. So that's looking good for yep. you. Well yep. done. Bash yep. Brothers knuckle bump here. Well Absolutely. done there. So um, we'll see. It's early on. Everybody can, you know, we can still get everything right, but we'll have to see what happens. That is true. That is true. So there's your, there's your old look around the league there. Okay, so... MLB drafts, uh, MLB, NFL drafts coming up. It is. And uh, let's be honest, we are not incredible draft analysts. We've never claimed to be that. But we watch a whole lot of college football. That we do. And guess who's getting drafted into the NFL? College football players? That would be correct. You would win the million dollars. I was like, is it specific? That that would be correct. So we got Mel Kuyper's latest big board up here, right? And I just kind of want to, does anything jump out to you? I mean, let's be honest. There's a, let me tell you, I don't know if you knew this. There's a man named Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And he, he might go first overall to Jacksonville. It's kind of shocking to me that he is not at all. That's the um, joke. That's the one thing I do know. I don't even like you asking me this question because you know where I'm going to go with this and I'm going to get a bunch of hate for it, but I don't care. Justin Fields going at number three. I'm sorry, but I will say it again. Thanks. Justin Fields. If you draft a quarterback early first round, you are drafting this quarterback with the intention, more than likely, he will be a first-year rookie starter on your team. I think that's the direction you're trying to go in here. 
Most, I would say most likely. Most likely. In normal times. We but, have, like, you look at Baker Mayfield. He was taking first overall. Yeah. He didn't start. Right. And he wasn't playing to. So, you know, it, it depends. It happens, yeah. They have him going, He is definitely your future. You yes, are setting up yes, for that to probably be your that. future. He is projected to go number three to the San Francisco 49ers. Which his stock has risen. It I mean, has, he was He was behind, like, Trey Lance and yeah. people like that, so... So, I still think that my issue with Justin Fields is we've seen time and time again in college football, his reads are not there. He goes first read, throw, and the NFL safety is going to eat that alive. I'll say he's gotten better with that, though. Yeah, and we'll see. He could And he could have a great first-year career and just shoot right. from there. We just got to base this off what we've seen. I still think Justin Fields is better off going later first round, maybe second round, get him a little cheaper, get him behind. I think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the first one that just comes to mind. Be a great pick for somebody like Pittsburgh who could play behind an experienced quarterback for a couple years, take over, and then sky's the limit for Justin Fields. They just re-signed Josh Dobbs. Oh, did they? Yeah, did just re-signed Josh Dobbs. But that was just the first team that came to mind just when Ben Roethlisberger started. I think that's where Justin Fields would excel at. Granted, he could go in there and ball out first year. Like I said, I don't know that for sure. But I think that's the only thing that's kind of a question mark to me. I still think Mac Jones or Trey Lance would be a better pick over Justin Fields in that situation. The Mac Jones – is tough for me. I don't know about Mac Jones. His his arm talent is is not all the way there. No, it's not. You watch that pro day. He missed a lot of throws. Now yeah. they the ESPN will tweet you some of the throws that he did make, and they did look very good. Right. Um, for me, you know, it, there's been a lot of uh, speculation uh, about Atlanta and a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta has obviously Matt Ryan MVP caliber season. I mean, he won the MVP two or three years ago when they played in the Super Bowl. He's kind of – the offense isn't necessarily the I problem for the, Falcons, for, right, yeah. for the Falcons. But I think they need to be moving in the direction of the future. I will agree with that. Right? Quarterback, so yeah. they are somebody who needs to take somebody in the first or second round, let them have a couple years under Matt Ryan to have learn a, the have system. Have a backup that's under 50. Exactly. Oh, ain't that the dang <laughs> truth. Matt Schaub, he's, he's getting old over there. Um, but there's been speculation of them trading with Miami – Right now, they got Jamar Chase, the uh, LSU wide receiver who saw the writing on the wall pre-COVID and said, yep. listen, our team's going to be really, 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 really bad this year. <laughs> so I'm going to opt out. I use that in air quotes. Like I said, he, he knew it was happening there. Um, you know, Denver taking Trey Lance at nine, the quarterback from uh, North Dakota State, that it was rumored the Falcons have a lot of interest in. Yeah. They were at his second pro day. Uh, there was about four teams there. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, the Who, Kyle Pitts at four going to Atlanta. Is Drew Locke still set at Denver's starting quarterback, or they get somebody else? Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe think he's still, Denver, yeah. you, you might need a quarterback. I'm yeah, which he's you. he's doing pretty – he's doing decent. He's doing decent. You can't take that away from him. Um, honestly, I think and, – and let's be honest. The quarterback is the, the, the stuff we like to see, right? right? There are offensive linemen and OTs and DTs, and, and those are, you know, those are needed. Yeah. But those aren't normally the people making the, the crowds go, woo. Yeah, oh, okay? yeah, completely. Not everybody's Aaron Donald out here, all right? <laughs> um, but the way that this shakes out is going to be very, very interesting. It will be. And I will say, and this this is just coming off of college, and granted, college quarterbacks don't always translate in NFL quarterbacks. And even you might get a lesser college quarterback that translates even better to NFL quarterback. I think Tom Brady was probably the biggest example of that. He was Facts. Just, the Brady six. Um, but as of right now, coming out of college, I still of all the quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence to me is the only one that looks ready to start day one. 
I think Kyle Wilson or Zach Wilson's good. I think he'll have you know a good career. I still don't think he's just yeah. ready to come out the gates, ready to go like Trevor Lawrence is. Right. Um. I, I would. I mean, I would agree with that. Um. And like like you mentioned earlier, when you talked about Justin Fields, five years from now we could be saying, "Oh my gosh." Um. Let's think of a quarterback. Why did you give Trevor Lawrence all no, this money? We could we could say Kyle Trask was the best quarterback in this draft. That's true. That's we probably true. won't say that, but we could. You know what I'm saying? And you who see knows? first round draft picks every year that just who was the guy for the Raiders they took number one overall years ago and he wound up being one Oh yeah, number just, uh number five what was his uh oh, was I can't he from L S U? Yes, he yeah. was, yep. He just literally just ate himself out Number of the NFL, five. essentially. Can't pull it. I cannot but pull anyway, it. Anyway, you know, you never know with the NFL right. draft. Well, I mean, look at what the Browns did. They drafted yeah. a whole bunch of quarterbacks. Yeah, just, they had like 14 quarterbacks play for them in three games, and none of them worked out. Mm. Obviously, that's a stretch there. Let me ask you about Devontae Freeman. Been a lot of talk about the 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 Heisman winner here. Devontae Smith? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Devontae Smith. Not, who's Devontae Devon, Freeman? Devontae Freeman, <laughs> the, the previous running back for the Falcons. Okay. I'm locked in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. Devontae Smith, uh-huh. the Heisman Trophy winner. He, there's been a lot of talk about him being undersized. He, he probably weighs 180, 185 pounds, if that. Um, obviously, incredible year that he had. Mm. Um, and it, like like I said, there's just been a lot of doubt and voices of concern about where he might go. Could he perform? Could he handle the moment? What do you think about that? What are, what are your just straight-up opinions of what he could do? I mean, well, we just talked about one earlier, right? I mean, you got Devontae Smith going 11 in the Giants. I think that's incredibly low, honestly. I mean, I think he should be a higher wide receiver. I mean... So you don't think that's a risk to take a dude who's that small? I mean, we just talked about Julian Edelman, right? Like, Julian Edelman's had an incredibly consistent career. And, I mean, to me, Devontae is easily a better... Has more... Has better wide receiver traits. Potential. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Than Julian Edelman. I mean, speed is... Yeah, it is exactly. It's nasty. I mean, I think this dude could be an incredible wide receiver for an NFL... uh, NFL team, so yeah, yeah, I think it's a little low. I mean, I still he's a first round draft pick no matter what, and I mean, honestly, I think the Giants getting him there, getting a little not a huge steal, but I could see him going within the top ten. So I think that's a little bit of a steal there. Yeah, time will tell. We will definitely be sitting. I believe it's April 29th, the 29th through the 31st. We will be sitting back with our popcorn, just as, just as uh. Well, I see he's trying to say I was something. About to say, are you using popcorn as a segue? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, I can. That is genius. Is it not? That is well done. We love our segues here at the Bash Brothers. But, okay, so let's rewind time there. We will be watching with our popcorn. And speaking of popcorn. <laughs> there you go. We watched a movie this weekend. We did. A very famous video game franchise, which which we both play video games. We've been grinding the the, the duo game It Takes Two. It's, been, it's, it's gotten repetitive, but it's been pretty Well, good. I wouldn't say repetitive. I mean, repetitive in how it's going, but it has been an absolute grind nonetheless. It's very Dead Island-esque. I'm it still going to say that. It is. I see what you're saying there. What, a, what an awful game that was to watch you play. Um, so Mortal Kombat comes Mortal out. Mortal Kombat. In, in theaters near you, theaters are starting to open up here, but also on HBO Max if you paid $14.99 yep. a month. I, actually, I want to ask, before we get into Mortal Kombat, let, let, how do you, what do you feel about HBO Max with all the, all the brand new movies you're getting coming to your your big screen instead yeah. of the big screen? How, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, when HBO Max announced that every Warner Brothers film this year would come out day one on HBO Max, we... I, I, personally jumped on that deal. I was like, holy cow, theaters won't be open, all this stuff, so forth and so on. That's kind of quickly going away. Like, the the person who signed that deal for WB has already said, we jumped the gun, we shouldn't have done that, we will not be doing that next year, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Because theaters are starting to open up. Like, yeah. you look at uh, 
Black Widow will be Disney's next massive release. The next thing in the MCU. And you can watch it on Disney Plus for $30. If you go to the movie theaters, could you possibly pay $30 if you got popcorn and drinks and all that? Yes. Personally, I don't normally do that. I pay my $8, I go watch a movie. Right. I'm paying it a lot cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I think th- this it's been awesome. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, it has been. You watch Kong vs. Godzilla in Still your house. Still have seen that when I got to. You do. I mean, that's definitely a movie you should probably see on the big screen, but right. not everybody can do that. Not everybody wants to do that. There are yeah. people who are still being very careful, obviously still in the midst of a pandemic. Um, but as things continue to get better, personally, I love film. I can't yeah. wait to go back to the movies. I, I agree. That's I, just me. I think, though, that it kind of translates into what we may see in the future with movies. I think this is something that, I mean, I yeah. think I think now in the world we live in, I think we're very much in a position where movie theaters could possibly be phased out in the future. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Right. I mean, I, I definitely think this has been an experiment, and we'll see. You know, my, 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 fa- my father has a projection screen in his house that's rather large. It's rather and he large. Told, and he told me when we went and watched Mortal Kombat, we went and watched it in their theater room, and he said... You know, I don't, I don't ever see myself going back to the movie theater. And I said, well, then you're going to be waiting because stuff is not going to come straight to video like it right. does now. As soon as everything opens, let's be honest, you can, as a studio, you can make hundreds of millions of more dollars putting your movie. Let Marvel, Mortal Kombat, which we're about to talk about and review, made I think about twenty four million dollars in theaters, which along with the pandemic is very good. Yeah, that's not counting everything that they make on HBO Max. Right. How many people bought that? Mortal Kombat opening weekend in a normal universe where we're not in a pandemic makes so much more money than that's that. That's true, yeah. Like, that's very much I'm, true. Which I'm anticipating that they do. I don't know. Maybe it makes $100 million opening weekend. Maybe it makes 34 I don't know. But it makes a lot more than $24 million for sure. Yeah. So, so let's talk about it. And then obviously then we'll give our whole uh, trash pass or cash rating. Oh, we're going to have to rate it. I'll let, you, I'll let you start it off. Okay. I will say I will say this. I'm gonna I'm, I'm reviewing this movie as a very casual Mortal Kombat fan. I played the game. I played the series. Same. I'm not a huge fan of the series. I don't Same. get it every time it comes out. I think this review may be different for somebody who's very much into Mortal Kombat. Oh, there is no doubt about it. Um, I do think that somebody who's very much into it might not like this movie as much. But me just going into it. I mean, honestly, to I think I compare it to one of those movies. Like, I, I can't. I was trying to think of one on the way over here, but you know, a movie where it's like just utter brutality and killing, and there's there's not a huge story plot to it. John it's Wick. Just, John Wick. There you go. The dog dies. Kill person who yeah. killed dog. Yeah. Brutally. The, the the story's not very heavy. I mean, there's plot to it, obviously, and it's it's a good. What plot is there is good, but th- this movie is purely. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Bad guy wants world fight tournament to stop bad guy. And I mean, there's so many like just Easter eggs to the, to the, to the game, right? hundred percent. Like very first one you see Kano, who's who's a big, yeah, big Mortal Kombat character. Rips the lizard man's heart out. I can't remember the actual dude. He's actually that's character. a straight fatality from the yep. game too. Yep. Ripping the heart out. And then goes Kano wins. I was like, okay, that's dope. I will say, in my opinion, they, I love that they, they went sick. overboard with it a little. I mean, obviously, you put that in there because it's an own inch to the game. I get that, but like when Kung Lao split the the, I think her name's Citadel or Citadel. I know Citadel you're talking about. Half, I can't pull her name. But and yeah. he goes 
flawless victory or whatever. I'm like, and okay. And he even does the finish where, yeah. he, where he Now, that, that was cool, but oh, the flawless victory part was I was like, uh, okay. Hey, he didn't take a punch. He was That's just staying fast. Now, the, to me, the coolest one, you said a lot of people hated this, but I loved it. When Scorpion comes... Hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't want to get in the spoiler territory. Okay, which, okay. That's in the trailer. That's Scorpion in the trailer. is in the trailer. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah, you, yeah, you see this it. in the trailer, but he, he spears him. The line him. is in the trailer, he too. He spears him, pulls him back, says, get over here. Get over here. Like, it's a classic Scorpion line. A lot of people didn't like it because it was like, it seemed out of place to me. That's the most organic one in the movie. Yeah. My, besides I mean, the Kano wins. Can, yeah. Wins, because yeah. he that's just his personality to it me. Was. You get it from the movie. He was great comedic relief, 100%. He was, yeah. Um, so for me, I'm I'm in I'm in the same camp. I know Mortal Kombat's lore. I know all of the pop culture references that go along with it. I think I've played two of the games in my lifetime in terms of actually buying it, putting it in my PlayStation and playing it. Um well, you know, we've played it a lot together. I feel like like you've bought one and we played like Have we? I know I in so. Justice we played, but I don't think we played more. Maybe Kombat. not, who knows? But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. It's just, it's one of those movies, it ain't going to win no Oscars. No. Nah. ain't going to talk about it for a world award season. But we need movies. Okay, this is what I've always said. Movies are your opportunity for most people to forget the world around you. For two hours, you want something to take your mind off. Any problem, any thought, any feeling you've got going on. You can sit down in front of Mortal Kombat if you're into you know an action-style movie like that. Shut your brain off for two hours and just smile and laugh and have fun and go, oh, when a brutality happens and yeah. so forth and so on. And it delivered in spades for that. My mom has no idea what Mortal Kombat is. Mm-hmm. She really liked the movie. My wife has this incredible ability. to She's, she's nuts. She'll sit down in front of a movie and watch it without ever seeing the trailer. All she knew was this movie is called Mortal Kombat. The, the, the first seven minutes of this film are online, and it shows Scorpion just going nuts on some dudes, and she's like, what are we watching? She loved it. She knows nothing about Mortal Kombat. She don't know what Kano wins or Get Over Here or any of that is. She thoroughly enjoyed it. So for the casual fan, I believe you'll enjoy it. For people who know the lore of the game, you will love this movie. I, a, so. I compare it to to Power Rangers for me. Power Rangers is one of the main cart or it's not a cartoon shows that I watched as a child. The new movie came out in I think 2017. Mm-hmm. It it was a decent movie, but for me as a person who loved Power Rangers, it had things in there that related to my childhood and it made me like it so much more. When when he, when they say fatality, I won't say who says it or what People will go nuts if you know what that is. If you, it, when flawless victory happens, you will go nuts if you know what that is. There's a person who comes and does a brutality ending. I won't give it away, but you will see it, and it's straight from the game, and you will love yeah. it. If you have not seen Mortal Kombat and you like action style movies like this, it is brutal, it is gory, but in but in almost a classy way, if that makes sense. I don't. It's not like mm-hmm. gore for the sake of gore. It's gore That's because true. that is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It looks straight from the game. The effects are incredible. Yeah. I mean, Kun Lao, when he summons the dragon, that's straight from the game. Yeah, that was a Looks great. That It's all really, really good. I think you'll very much enjoy it. And if you couldn't already tell, for me, it's a straight cash, homie. Straight cash. I'll give it a pass. Um, okay. The And I'm not giving it a pass. It's like pass on it. I'm saying this is like, I think it's a great movie to watch the one time. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm going to ever boot it up again and just watch it to watch it. Right. Um, if I went over to somebody's house and they were like, yo, you want to watch this movie with me? Absolutely, I'd watch it in that setting. But like for yeah. me personally, I'm not just going to boot it up myself and watch it again. Right. Um, definitely a movie you want to see if you're a big action action movie fan, oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat fan. It is a good whatever. 
Because because people because people are talking a lot about this being the first time people are going back to the movies. Uh-huh. It is a good return to the movies movie. I can see that to yeah. just get some popcorn, put a freaking pound of butter on it, get the largest Coke icy that you can, sit down and go nuts while you watch these dudes fight Mortal Kombat. Style. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like I said, I definitely watch it at least try it out and watch it one time. I think it's a great movie to watch for sure. I think y'all will enjoy it, man. It was good to be back. I'm sorry that we missed you guys last week. Hopefully you missed us. Hopefully you still got your sports podcast in somewhere else there's plenty of good ones hey as long as you get your feel for it there you go jordan where can the people find you twitter instagram j harris underscore six uh facebook jordan harris and then i'll be back on the show in a few hours facts jordan has been grinding mlb the show i also have mlb the show but i have not been able to play it all that much but you can find me at connor mason chandler on instagram at connor chandler on twitter connor chandler on facebook and in about 15 minutes shoving one of those glorious popeyes chicken sandwiches with no pickles extra sauce into my face because i'm pretty darn hungry have you eaten lunch yet uh, no, but I'm probably not going to eat lunch today. Okay, respect. Um, yeah, I'll be doing that. You can find us on Facebook at the Bash Brothers Podcast, on Twitter at B Brothers Pod. We've been super active on the Twitter. Uh, it's been really fun. We appreciate all the love and support there. Uh, you can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you choose to listen. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the love. Have a good week. Watch some sports. Comment. Let us know what you're doing. Let us know how you're feeling. And uh, as always, we are the Bash Brothers, signing off. Yerp.